0: The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? That's a wonderful, wonderful scripture for us to have this morning. Verse number two says this, when the wicked, even my enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fail. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me in this will I be confident, amen. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple, amen, praise the Lord. And one thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, amen, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, not part of my life, not some of my life, but all the days of my life. Why? To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple, amen. We praise the Lord. So we've been talking, brothers and sisters, about this, uh, about beauty, okay? Um, we started out talking about the um, characteristics of godly goals, and then we kind of made our way to the other side, obviously. Uh, for those of you who have the screen up before you, you can see a slide and it should say the other side of godly goals. And that's where we uh, where we are. And uh, when we got to this point, after talking uh, so much about the, um, after talking so much about the um um the characteristics of godly goals we got to that part where um where we said now now that we're, we've done that and now that we're on the other side of that there's another aspect that comes into it and that is purpose and we've said this before um in fact we've said it almost with every lesson where we pick up on this and and i and i and i know it's redundant at this point but brothers and sisters it's always worth saying purpose matters your reason behind why you're doing what you're doing the goals and these things there are many things that we want to accomplish for our lord and for uh, our savior there are many things that we uh that we want to that we want to do but but you're but why you want to do them is always going to be something that comes up and it's something that's going to factor in and we said this it's so important because the why or the purpose behind the goal behind the action behind the effort whatever it is the purpose matters because it literally is the difference between whether or not god is going to be checked in or whether or not God is going to be checked out of your goal. And as we said before, you know, our goals and the success of those goals, well, that's sort that's sourced from God. That comes from God Almighty. We need God to be a part of it. So it all, when you think about it, brothers and sisters, it all hinges on God. And if that is the case, and it is, then that makes it the case all the more for us to make sure that god is present and accounted for in whatever it is that we're doing and the bottom line is is that god does not bless mess there are going to be times where we want to take a role that uh, that might seem less than uh, less than reputable not on the up and up so to speak um, or shortcut might want to do something like that but here's the thing you got to do it god's way it's got to be according to the scripture we learned that when david was saying that to behold in that B portion of Psalms 27 and 4, that when we get to that part where he says to behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in his temple, we learned that when he when he covered that, we learned that beholding was deeper than just looking and, and just not a casual glance. We learned that David was really saying, I want to get in and I want to examine. I want to be so, so caught up in this and so enveloped in this. I want to know everything about it. I don't want to have just a casual understanding, a casual glance uh, of God, no, that's not going to do it. Brothers and sisters, you'd be surprised. Some people, they there are some people that you will find and if you watch them, they're, they, uh, they're so-called brothers and sisters uh, in Christ. But when you watch them, you'll notice That their level of Christianity or their walk is at a certain stage and some of us who have been walking longer and if you are constantly walk and if you're walking according to the scripture, you're going to notice when you see people like that that there is a discrepancy throughout the landscape of Christendom, so to speak. What I mean by that is, is that you'll notice that there are, there are those children of God or those Christians who are really on fire, who are really pushing for holiness and to be what God wants. But then you have those who they seem to just want the title. They want to say that they're a follower. They want to say that they're a Christian. They want to say that they're, they're a believer, but their lifestyle does not match up. It doesn't line up at all. So there is a discrepancy in their walk. You can literally line up uh, many times two saints of God, and you can, and many times you are able to see a stark contrast. You're able to see a difference between the walks of those two children of God. And obviously if there are more people that are added to that lineup, then you're going to see a whole spectrum many times. It's sad to say, but this is true. This is the way that it is. And brothers and sisters, that's because Whereas, whereas David was saying that I want to behold the beauty of the Lord, which meant that I really want to get in and I want to get down to the crevice. I want to get down. I want to go as far as I can go in God. I want to know it all. I want more and more of God is in essence what David is saying here. Well, you're going to find in this life that not everybody wants God to that level. There are some people, they only want as much of God as is required in their mindset so that they, he or she, is able to maintain a level of worldliness in addition to their own idea of spiritualness or spirituality. Okay, You're going to find that there is a discrepancy in the walks of so-called children of God, and that is because people only want what they want when it comes to God. They only want as much as they want, and not everybody wants God the way that he wants you to want him. God wants you to pursue him with everything you got. God wants you to, when you take a look at God, when you think about God, when he crosses your mind, only the best comes to mind. And you are so caught up in God that you just, you can't help but find yourself in in quiet moments thinking about God, replaying the goodness of God, the mercy of God, and all the things that God does. You can't help but sneak a glance at God. That's the way God wants you to be. That's the way he wants me to be. It's the way he wants you to feel. He wants you to love him with his whole heart is what I'm saying, brothers and sisters. He wants you to love him and come after him with everything. But alas, there are some people, they don't love God with everything. They will not go after God with everything. And they're not going to get what God has for them. And you got to understand that. Either you are on the Lord's side or you are not. And the question for us many times is, are you on the Lord's side? So we've been talking about, Um, Beauty. We learned a lot of different things. We learned that there are different types um, of beauty. The Bible acknowledges them, that we learned that there's the natural beauty or the beauty of nature. We talked about human uh, beauty. Um, um, And we also took that even a step further and we kind of took a deep dive into uh, cosmetic uh, cosmetic beauty. So we learned about those things. And we also learned that when it comes to the physical side of beauty, especially when you start talking about human beauty or the beauty of humanity, we learned that the scripture on many occasions, and this is something for us to keep in mind, on many occasions at different times, the scripture can be found warning us of the dangers um, of, of too much of a focus on the external forms of beauty, there's real danger in all of that, and these are things that we have been talking about. Um, and it's and brother, and I don't know about you, but this has been good. God has um, has really just been shedding some light, and I hope that you have um, that you've been making note of these different things. See, we also learned that that um, that um, that a focus on um, on the external forms of beauty, so that outward appearance, that outward side, we learned that there is a danger because when this is in play, when the focus tends to be on the external, all right, forms or aspects of beauty. And we talked about, we got into all of that because remember, we talked about um, not just human beauty, on the uh, top level, so just uh, the beauty of a, of a man or the beauty of a woman. But we also talked about what the Bible also acknowledges is cosmetics. And we learned that although in our um, society, cosmetics is pretty much, pretty much relegated to um, that of uh, makeup and so on and so forth. But we also learned that it actually goes deeper than that. The biblical concept of that and cosmetics in general actually encompasses more. just makeup, but it is also the apparel. So it's all of those those different things and cosmetics in the sense of what the scripture is to, um, uses it or deals with it or it or, or would be considered anything that is used to beautify so whatever is used to kind of enhance um, to accentuate to bring out whatever highlight whatever you whatever word you want to use is fine in that instance but cosmetic beauty has dealt with by scripture or in the scripture covers all of those things now the bible is always found god has always found throughout scripture or found very frequently throughout scripture to warn us we'll find them warning us about these things we'll find plenty of scriptures dealing with that and and warning us um, of these things and the reason why is is because that stuff can lead to what pride and it can lead to lust okay so because of that we got to take caution we got we got we got to be careful brothers and sisters it's more important because of this it's more important than ever that we use the utmost caution, okay? The utmost caution. And that we really examine ourselves regularly. That's taking inventory of your heart. That's taking inventory of your mind. All of these things, when it comes to deal, whenever we're dealing with external beauty, okay? and our desire to want to, to, to look good or to be beautiful on the X on the outside or to have things look the part on the outside. And I told you it's nothing wrong with that in and of, in and of itself, but what what but it, but it can become wrong very quickly once pride and lust enter the fray. See when pride and lust get in there, that's when it starts getting sideways. So that extreme caution, okay and self-examination of our hearts and of our minds, that, that's got we gotta that that has to be that has to be uh, in 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 constant rotation so to speak in our lives something we got to be doing all the time we should be exercising this frequently okay when it comes to our desire we gotta we, we, we have to do that and uh, we talked about last week why that is and the, what we said was was that the reason we have to make sure that we are examining this we're looking at this regularly is because like so many other types of sins and there's many types of sins out there brothers and sisters but you gotta understand sin is all it doesn't matter what the type of sin is sin is still sin to god so even though there are different types of sin all sin will be treated the same when it concerns god and i think i just needed to put that in there so though we talk about different uh, sins Okay. And there's different magnitudes of sin that, I, that actually exists. Magnitude differences in magnitude or type of sin does not matter. At the end, they're all treated the same. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. They didn't say the wages of some sin. And he didn't say the wages of, of those sins. No, no. he say, He used a phrase that was all inclusive. He said the wages of sin Referencing all of sin in no matter what form it takes. The wages of sin, brothers and sisters, is still death. Now, like so many other sins, okay, because remember we're talking about beauty and we're talking about this warning that we find in Scripture or the constant warnings that we find in Scripture where God warns us, brothers and sisters, about the dangers or those pitfalls or those snares as it concerns focusing too much on the creation and not enough on the creator so focusing on the external forms of beauty like a, a lot of that stuff okay and so many other sins like it okay pride and lust they creep in subtly okay it's not an overt thing all the time it's not not this 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 oh, this overtly um blatantly narcissistic mindset person just totally them, no it's not all it's not that pride and lust come in subtly amen they come in through the back door they come in through the window that nobody secured that you don't have no lock on and all that kind of stuff pride and and lust come in they enter our hearts and our minds in a subtle fashion this is why that examination brothers and sisters got to be constant and it's got to and you know what i'm saying and it's got to be thorough it has got to be frequent and it's got to to be intrinsic, it's got to be thorough, brothers and sisters, we have to do a deep dive when it comes to examining our hearts and our minds, because we want to be right before God, at least I hope that's what we all want, I know I want to be right before God, and, and I believe if you're listening to this, you're only listening to it, because you want to be right before God too, and and, and there's no better way to get right than God's word, that's what it does, the, the, the word of God will clean you up, amen, doesn't matter how dirty you are god, the word of god to clean you up but you want to be right i want to be right so i got to examine my heart i got to take a look at what's going on i got to i got to stop and think about how i'm thinking <laughs> that's a that 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 can sound pretty pretty amusing to some but it's true you got to stop and think about how you think And many times we don't do that. We just go through the process of thinking, you know, and and whatever come up is what come out or we go through the motion. No, 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 no. Family of God, you got to stop. You got to slow down. I have to stop. I have to slow down. I'm moving too quick. It's not okay. Some of the thoughts that, that, that roll through our head and through our mind, listen, brothers and sisters, it's gonna be thoughts that you can't that 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 are going to to so to speak invade your mind at times that you don't have nothing to do with. In other words, I, I wasn't trying to think it is. I wasn't trying to think of that. And and if you, if you and you're like me, you're human. You've got the same the same issue. Some stuff rolled across your mind. You weren't trying to, but it but circumstances and situations and whatever's going on at the time. All of a sudden, here comes a thought, amen. That comes through your mind. And also, you got to understand. The Bible tells us that the devil, the enemy is the prince of the air. So these wicked thoughts and these things from these unclean spirits, that stuff is out in the world. That's it. You're going to run into you're going to run into the malicious intent of the enemy and his wicked thoughts. And all of a sudden, these things are kind of going to be oppressed upon you at times. And it's not that you're trying to think of these different things. And and so it is. And, and, and amen. Amen. But whether you are trying to think of it or not, or I am not, once it comes into the fray, once it enters the mental arena, there is a word for you and me. And the Bible says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought. To the obedience of christ so that means that you know what i might not have been in too much control of the thought coming into my head in the first place but you know what i am responsible if it lingers oh man amen 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 i am responsible for the thoughts that linger in my head because if they linger in my head i'm allowing them to linger you're allowing them to linger and god has given us full permission power and authority to take those thoughts and lock it down get it out of there casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of god so we have the ability to do that but nevertheless we got to be careful we got to be on our guard and we got to be vigilant about that guard because like so many different types of sin pride and lust guess what they'll come in they'll creep in subtly now what we why is this well number one we said is because they'll creep in subtly okay and that is true so we got to be We all we all we 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 gotta (laughs) we gotta be vigilant (laughs) paul said when i would do good what evil is always present with me it's always present with me i want to do the right thing but the wrong thing is not that far off that's why you got to be on your we got to be on our on our p's and q's when it comes to that self-examination of our heart and our mind amen amen but the other reason why is is because what we do brothers and sisters amen what we do on the outside is often a reflection of our state of mind on the inside the book of uh or ecclesiasticus for those of you who have access to the deuterocanical books these would be uh, also referred to as the apocryphal books, or these are the scriptures that were written during in between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Um, there is a book that is called Ecclesiasticus, or the book of Sarah. Okay? So this is not Ecclesiastes. And knowing that you guys don't necessarily have that, I wanted to put that scripture on there on the screen for you. First, you have Proverbs 23 and 7. Because remember, what we do on the outside is reflection on the inside in Proverbs 23 7 tells us for as he thinketh in his heart so is he eat and drink saith he to thee but his heart is not with thee notice that first part that a portion for as he thinketh in his heart so is he those actions the way he lives the way we live the way we carry on that's a reflection that is a reflection of what's on the inside. And then you got Ecclesiasticus or the book of Sarah. Amen. Chapter 16, verse 23, and you have it on the screen for those of you are looking at it. But if not, I've given you the scripture so you'll be able to look that up on your own. But it says, he that wanted understanding will think upon vain things. Vain means empty, means no value. It means it's not profitable at all. It means it's worthless, so to speak, okay? And a foolish man erring, imagine it, fo- follies, amen, amen. Where the way, listen, the, what you do is, uh, uh, what you do on the outside, brothers and sisters, it is often a reflection of what is going on on the inside. You're gonna have, you're going to operate according to what you think about. And this is why it's all the more important when we see those scriptures where God gives us authority to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and to bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. It, it, those become all the more important. Amen. Amen. All the more important. Why? Because if I allow myself to linger, I'm going to end up in no man's land. I'm going to end up in an area and on a tangent and on a thing and going in a way or a direction that is not pleasing to God. And brothers and sisters, time is winding up. The Lord's return is imminent. He's coming back. And, but the question is, is that, is he coming back for you? Because last time I checked, the church that he's coming back for, man, they can't have a spot or a wrinkle. They got to be clean. The church has got to be clean. I got to be clean. I got to be right before God. But brothers and sisters, and I don't know how else to say it, but I'm going to say it like this. Part of being right before God. Yes, it is a divine act. Yes, it is an act of grace, and God is the one that does it. But you know what? Before he does all of that, you got to want to be right. At some point, you got to stop wanting to be dirty. You got to stop wanting to be sneaky. You got to stop wanting to just get over and get by. Because just because you get by fooling everybody else, that don't mean you won't get away with it. God already got you red-handed. You just don't know it. You got to want to be right. I have to want to be clean. I can't clean myself. I can't fix myself. And when my heart breaks, I can't put it back together. When the bottom falls out, it's not much I can do about it. When the whole world is burning down, Around me, I don't have any water to put out. But just because I'm short on ability, that don't mean God is. And the word of God says that he can do all things. And I'm so glad that's there because you know what? That's independent of my ability. It's independent of your ability. God can do all things because he's God. I might be stuck, but he's not. And that's why I need him. That's why you need him. You can't afford to be going in the wrong direction. But if your mind is on the wrong thing, then the wrong direction is what you're going to get. See, you plotting the course, whether you realize it or not. You can say, I'm going to stand still and I just ain't going to do nothing. you still plotting the course and you still going the wrong way. You got to choose God. See, it's not just standing still. It's standing still in a manner that is right with God. Standing still means you standing in the scripture. Standing still means that you obeying the scripture. Standing still don't mean that you just sitting there not doing nothing, that you ain't praying, that you're not studying. That ain't what that means. Standing still means that I'm standing still means that I'm abiding in Christ. I'm abiding in the word. And I am not taking matters into my own hand, trying to bring about my own solution as Abraham did in trying to bring about the blessing that would become Isaac. Uh, God ain't told you to do none of that. God's got the firepower, brothers and sisters. God's got the ability. You just got to believe his report. Stay right there. Stay with him. Don't try to fix it. Just be obedient to what he told you to do. Do the things that you can do. Bloom where you are planted. Bloom where you are planted. Do what God has given you the ability to do and stay right there. And when everything else is falling apart around you and you don't know how it's going to work, that's all right. That's all right. Why? Because God owned the fire. And it is his prerogative to take the heat out of it. And if you will obey him, not me, not somebody else, obey that scripture, obey God. Brothers and sisters, it ain't gonna matter where you find yourself because you will never find yourself without God. And that's a good thing to know. That's a good thing for us to know. Amen, amen. Amen. Now, as we continue, let's talk a little bit about pride. Let's dig into that. OK, because we got into some other things last time, but let's dig into a little bit about pride. And and um, a lot of people don't really understand really the origin of pride. We know what pride is. We know how it affects. And this is where I really wish everybody had access to all of the, all of the scriptures that God has given us. Because, I mean, if there's there's really there really is just just so much. Uh, so much in there um, for us to know and for us to have, but but when we start talking about the origin, um, the origin of pride, there are some things that um, that we that we need to know, and and again for your, I know and I know that I have uh, um, the uh, I have verses, I have the book of Seric which is the book of Ecclesiasticus. And I have verses uh, 10, 9 through 13, but actually the ones that I want to read for you and the ones that I put up there for you are actually just verses 12 and 13. And this is good for you to know because you need to know this. The Bible says this in Ecclesiasticus chapter 10, verses 12 and 13. The beginning of pride is when one departed, departed from God and his heart is turned away from his maker. For pride is the beginning of sin, and he that hath it shall pour out abominations. And therefore the Lord brought, and therefore the Lord brought upon them strange calamities, and overthrew them utterly. Listen at that. Listen at that. We know about pride. We know what the all of these other aspects, different aspects of pride, but not many of us know where it comes from. And I'm glad that God got that front line and center in his word. Ecclesiasticus chapter 10, verses 12, verse 13. The beginning of pride is when one departed from God and his heart is turned away from his maker. Brothers and sisters, it goes right back to what we said before. It goes right Back to what we said before, what you do on the outside when we start dealing with pride and lust, what you do on the outside is a reflection of your state of mind on the inside. As a man, think, as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. We just read that in Proverbs 23 and 7. We just read that. When your mind is on the wrong thing, you're going to get the wrong thing. When your mind is on the wrong thing, you are going to walk in the wrong thing. When your mind is on the wrong thing, you are going to constantly entertain the more wrong things. The way you think is important. And that is why it is all the more important that when the Bible tells us to cast down those imaginations, brothers and sisters, we can't afford to take a back seat on that, or just get around to it when we get to it. No, 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 because only your soul is at stake. Now, if you cool with, with 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 bargaining with your with your soul, playing with your soul uh, as 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 the chip on the table then i ain't nothing i can do with you nothing i can there's nothing i can help you with there's nothing nobody can help you with you're gonna lose you're gonna lose you are not god and you are not in control and you need to understand something you do not have a heaven and hell to put yourself in or anybody else but god almighty does And he's going to decide that based on your obedience to what he said do. You want to make it to heaven, you got to have done what he said you got to do. Not have done what you wanted to do. No, you got to have done what he said to do. You can't afford, brothers and sisters, to have your mind going in reverse and in the wrong direction. It's not going to work. It's not going to work, brothers and sisters. Family of God, it is not going to work, not at all. Ecclesiastic, Ecclesiasticus 10, 12, 13, the beginning of pride is when one departed from God and his heart is turned away from his maker. You can't afford to not have your eyes on God because as soon I told you, pride and lust come in when the door is not locked. It comes in when the windows are left unattended. It comes in when everybody forgets there's a back door, and everybody want to congregate at some other place. I'm telling you, the enemy comes. The enemy comes in at these times. The enemy comes in at the most unopportune, inopportune times. And when he comes in, he comes in with absolutely everything that he can to try to distort you and to try to take you down and to try to mislead you and to try to have you operate and go in a way and in a manner that is going to lead you to hell. Listen, the devil don't want you to make it. He does not want you to make it. So it is a priority of his. And every fallen, unclean, angel spirit whatever you want to call them it is their priority to get you off course that's what they're gonna do that's what they're going to do why won't you focus and getting your mind off god because they know as soon as that happened that's where pride start coming in that is where it starts coming in for pride is the beginning of sin and he that hath it shall pour out abomination. See abomination when the scripture uses abomination, that takes that means that that when when the Bible talks about abomination, it's talking about not just what God hates, but it is talking about what God exceptionally hates. I mean, it is when when the word you when the Bible call something an abomination it is not just saying that god hates it it's saying god super hates it it's saying god god exponentially hates it. it it look it god is hating that thing times infinity it god hates all sin but you got to understand there are some sins there are some ways that god hates even more than others though he hates all of them Now, you figure how that works out, but that's just the way that it is. There are some things that God hates more than others. Amen. That's just the way that it is. And when pride comes in, it has the potential to lead you into abomination. Scripture said they'll pour out abomination. That means that not only will you already listen, let me make this plain. David said, I was born. He says, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. All right. Mankind, in essence, was born in sin. All right. I was born disconnected from God. Amen. So I was born, in essence, spiritually dead. Amen. This is why you need a new birth amen this is why you need to be born again but now sin you gotta understand the bible says the wages of sin is death man god at no time is ever okay with sin there ain't no there's although god there are God. the degree of god's hatred for sin varies depending on the sin Ultimately, he hates all sin, and all sin will absolutely be judged. Make no mistake about that. Don't even be deceived. You, you, you ain't getting away with nothing. I don't care from stealing bubble gum to, to 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 tape. I don't care what it is. You know, God hates all sin. But there are some sins that God really absolutely loathes and detests. And what the Bible is teaching us has to be just taught us is, is that guess what? When pride comes in, amen. God already hates sin. But when pride comes in, it's so despicable and so detestable and so unapproved by God because it has the it has the potential to lead you into further sin or to deeper sin or into sin that reaches the level of abomination. Amen. Amen. And God don't want that for you. He does not want that for you. That is why the Bible teaches us that we got to be careful. The Bible teaches us that we got to be careful. Amen. Amen. So much so that the Bible tells us, shows us the end result of this whole thing. Look at Proverbs 16, 18. Many of you know that by, by heart. Amen. But if you don't, that's all right, too. You'll learn it. You'll you'll get it. It's very simple scripture. Proverbs 16, 18 says this, pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit. That means an arrogant spirit. Okay. And that also is a form or a derivative of pride, that arrogance and all that kind of stuff. And a haughty spirit before a fall. Let's read that all together again. Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall that's the end result of pride. Remember God when God we're, we're talking about the dangers of focusing on the external or the outside or the the, cre- the creation rather than the creator so those external forms of, of beauty and we said that it leads to pride and lust. amen. And right now we're talking about the pride aspect of it. And the word of God just told us that the beginning of pride, is when one departed from God. It's when you start walking away from the things that God has told you to do. That is when pride starts to creep into the into the back room, comes in through the window and, and and through the through whatever entrance has been left unguarded. That's when it starts to come in, brothers and sisters, when you start to get away. It's when you take a break on your prayer life. It's when you start to press pause on your Bible study. It's when you press pause on doing the the will of God. It's when you start turning oh, a death a blind eye to the plight of your brothers and sisters and and fellow man when you stop operating and walking according to righteousness when you won't listen when you won't when you won't do what the bible says and the, the work of god it's when it's when the cries of your brothers and sisters no longer mean anything to you and and you no longer concern about their soul salvation all of a sudden you just want to hold what you got you just want to make sure that you are okay. It's when you no longer are, when you no longer see God, and you're no longer willing to sacrifice for God and willing to go forward. That's when pride starts to come in. The Bible says that's the beginning of sin. In other words, what that means is that you're getting ready to mess up, and you're in a very bad and a very peculiar, uh, pr- uh, in a very sticky, uh, prickly situation, predicament. Why? Because because the pride, because the sin that 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 pride ushers in see pride already is sin but it when it, but when it is present it ushers in other sin and the potential or the category of sins that pride has the ability to usher in are sins that reach the caliber of abomination and you can't afford that you cannot afford that because that oh my goodness no man you don't want to get in you don't want to get in to part to spe- you don't want to be in sin that's why you got to be born again so that the man be born of the water and of the spirit he will in no wise enter into the kingdom of god bible even says you ain't even see it you got to be you got to be there you listen you must be born again of the water And of the spirit, you got to do it the way the Bible says. You can't come up with no, no alternative. Don't come up with your interpretation. That, That differs from what God said. He told you just the way he wanted, be born of the water. That means you got to be baptized in water. He didn't tell you to get baptized in soda and nothing else or anything else. Be baptized in water and of the spirit. That's that Holy Ghost baptism. He got to do all that amen when you baptize it got to be in his name that's the way it was done in the book of acts that is the blueprint we got to follow that we can't come up with something else god ain't told you to get baptized in his titles Uh uh-uh no he didn't tell you to do that he said in his name we got to do this the way that he said do it and we got to stop coming up with our alternatives saying that you know what but you know what god understand really you want to take a chance on that that God is going to understand? He said, I'm the Lord thy God and I change not. Let me make it clear. God is not going to understand. He's not going to understand willful disobedience. He's not going to understand willful negligence. No, he's not. God is not coming to the negotiating table. not going to parlay with sin. God's not going to do that, friends. God is not going to do that. You got to do it just the way that he said do it. Pride will lead you down the wrong path. And as we said in Proverbs 16 and 18, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. That's why it's so dangerous. That's why it is absolutely, absolutely so dangerous. Amen, amen. Now we come to lust. Lust, what about that? Where's all that? Where, 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 where does that come in? Where does that come from? How do we get to, to lust? Pride is bad. Lust is also bad. And if you're looking at your screen, we have something up there for you. Lust comes about as a result of being drawn away. Now I want you to keep that in mind because we just talked about that's also what, when, when pride comes in. Amen. Remember what we said, Ecclesiasticus, Okay, um, when we t- talked about it, Eccle- when we uh, looked at e- the scripture in Ecclesiastes, the book of Ecclesiastes, or the book of Sarah, Amen. Chapter uh, chapter ten, and we looked at verse twelve. The beginning of pride is when what one departed from God, and his heart is turned away from God. Notice, look how, God, how look how all this is connected. Look at all how, how all. This is connected. Now turn your Bibles to the book of James, and I want you to look at chapter uh, one. Okay, look at James one, and I want you to look at verse. Started. We're going to start at verse. Uh, we're going to start at verse uh, uh, verse thirteen, because we're tying all of this together. Amen. Glory to God. This is this is good. This morning, the Bible says this. Let no man say when he is tempted, "I am tempted of God," for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he. Any man. So right from the start, God is what? What is what? What is the writer saying? What is the apostle saying? He getting ready to set something up here, but 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 in the setup, he's telling you right now he's taking away my excuse. He's taking away excuse. So before before it gets started, before we get going, good. The writer is saying don't don't even don't even don't even get to a place where you're getting ready to almost blame something on God. No 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 no. Let no man say when he is tempted. I am tempted of God. Sorry, can't say it's God's fault, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted He with any man. Listen, what well, you know what that means? That means God don't have to stoop to 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 the level of using evil or doing some evil to tempt you to do. God don't have to. Your own fallen nature is going to do all that if you yield to it. That's beneath God. God, listen, God ain't somewhere up there plotting on you, but sin, brothers and sisters, has consequences, and I'm here to tell you, you can't get away with it. I can't get away with it. The repercussions, some of the things that are happening in our lives is because we are walking in sin. Yes, I know, it's easy. We want to say it's someone else. We want to blame something else. We want to do any and everything, to look at any and everything instead of looking at ourselves. But you know what? I am sorry, the culprit is standing in the mirror. It's you, it's you. But what about brother Walker? But what about the devil? Listen, the devil is your enemy, but the devil can't make you do nothing. He can't make you sin. He just wants you to sin. So he's going to try to convince you to sin. But brothers and sisters, you have to pull the trigger on sin. I have to be the one to do that. Now, the devil's going to make sure it's nice and convenient. He's going to make sure that you got the right, everything is lined up. And, and so that I can easily fall into sin. That's what that devil's going to do. Why? Because he don't want you to make it. Doesn't want me to make it. Wants me to fall off. See, he's already judged. He's already condemned. There is no round two for the devil. There's no. There's no. There's no second chance for the devil. He was created perfect, and he had knowledge. He knew who God was. He knew all about that. There. Listen, <laughs> I had to learn who God was. You have to learn who God was. That guy knew who God was. He was created with that. He knew that. And pride crept into his heart. And he chose to rebel against God. Knowing full well who he was, he chose it. Yeah, no, there ain't no second chance for the devil. But you and I, listen, we inherited our sinful nature. The devil developed his, and that's the difference. I inherited my sinful nature. You inherited your sinful nature through no fault of your own. But the devil, uh uh-uh, no, 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 no. That guy, he developed his. He worked on his, he architect his, he put his together. He got hammers and nails and lumber and everything. And he constructed it, he did it himself. There's no second chance for him. He is one and done, but for you and I, uh uh-uh. So God made a way out for us, a way of escape, nevertheless, James 1 and thir- 13 says, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God for God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempted he any man. Verse 14, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away. Didn't we just say in the book of, of Ecclesiasticus, looking at verse 12, the, be- the beginning of pride is when one what departed from God And his heart is what? Turned away from his maker. Now you have here in James confirming the very same thing, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away. What? Of his own lust and enticed. Uh Uh-oh. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and coming down from the father of life with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. You see that? I hope you see that. Look at that lust and how it comes in. Again, that lust and pride are so interconnected. When we talk about lust uh, and I, and, uh, and and I need to I need to make sure I make this clear. Many people when they hear the word lust, they think of it in the uh, illicit form. So they feel that when we talk about lust, that we're actually talking about um, 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 very um, illicit, okay, or um, 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 sexual in nature. Those those types of things. That is a, a form of lust, brothers and sisters. But the word. Lust here actually means craving and and intense desire or intense um, craving, okay, Um, for a particular thing. So when the Bible talks about lust here, all right, now there are times where it's talking about lust in the sexual sense um, or the intimate sense, but many times when the scripture is talking about lust, it's talking about in the general sense, okay, in the it is talking about the ability of mankind to lust intensely after anything, okay? So that's what we're talking about, amen. So it's not, so, so, so for that person that thinks, oh, well, you know what? I'm not lusting after that person, No matter. You lusting after that thing, you're still in trouble. You're still in trouble. You are still in trouble because it's not just confined to lusting after a person, it could be anything, okay? And when you start wanting things more, Then you want God, then you have entered into the realm of lust, and you better watch out why because sin's knocking right at the door, amen. It's knocking right at the door. But how do we prevent this, amen? And I and I love this because. We, we we know the problem, pride and lust. We know that it's it it'll slink in and when you're unawares if you're not if you're not guarding what you got going on. And 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 uh, but there is a way to prevent this, okay? So to avoid this pitfall and others like it, because brothers and sisters, God is interested in you being successful, not unsuccessful. God don't want you to fall. Amen. God, that's what I'm saying. God is not somewhere plotting on you, trying to get you to fall. No. God wants you to make it. God wants you to to survive. Listen, God wants you to come home. God wants you to come home. We're pilgrims in this land. We are travelers, brothers and sisters. We are passing through. God wants you to come home. But home got rules. Home got regulation. You can't come home any kind of way. So what has God done? God has put in a mechanism or a path by which you and I can come home. And that way is through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God wants you to come home. He wants you to come home so much, brothers and sisters, that the Bible says that he's preparing a place for you that where he is there you may be also glory to God I don't know about you but sometimes when I think about that I get a little choked up it just it gets me when I think about that that I got a house I got a home that's not made by hands oh I'm, I'm, I'm when I think about that other city that other place when I think about that sometimes you know it just, it, you know, it, 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 it just does the trick, does exactly what I need to get me going just a little bit further to make it one more day because I know that I'm just passing through. And I, I hope you know, I hope that you are on the Lord's side today and that you know that you're just a pilgrim and you're passing by, you're passing through. Amen. We are ambassadors, brothers and sisters. We are royal uh, representatives Of our Lord and Savior and His kingdom and His interests. And we're representing it in this land. But the day is gonna come. You got to understand that ambassador is not a citizen of the foreign land in which he represents, he's representing the, you know, he's he's making representation. No, no, no. He is still a citizen of a foreign land. See, my my I don't know about you, but my citizenship is in heaven. Amen. 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 And I hope yours is in heaven as well. I hope I hope so. Amen. Amen. I hope so. God, nevertheless, has made a way for us to overcome this. And we talked a little bit about this, to avoid the pitfall of pride and lust and any other thing, really. There are some things that God has put in place. Number one, he tells us to guard our heart. And We learned that. Amen. We learned that in Proverbs um, 4 and 23. Keep your Keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. The other thing that we learned is is that what we gotta got we gotta keep our mind, amen, amen. Our minds gotta be kept. Philippians four, look at that. Philippians four, uh, verses um, seven uh, through nine, uh, and the peace of God which passeth all understanding, what shall keep your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, look at God telling you what to think about. Look at this. Look at how He's helping you out, helping me out. Finally, brethren, whatsoever. Things are true whatsoever things are honest whatsoever things are just whatsoever things are pure whatsoever things are lovely whatsoever things are of good report if there be any virtue and if there be any praise think on these things these things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do and the god of peace shall be with you got to keep your mind And so he's giving you what you need, giving me what we need, giving me instructions so that my mind can be kept. So he tells you that, listen, you got to curate, you got to change what you're thinking about. You've got to intentionally think on other things. And so what he does in Philippians is that he outlines the type of things that you and I have got to be thinking on. Amen. And then he says, we got to walk in the spirit. Amen. Amen. Galatians 5, 16 through 21. And I love that. I'll read just the first part of it. This I say then, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Amen. For the lust, for the flesh lust against the against the spirit, and spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that ye would. And you and you and I invite you to read the rest of that. But, brothers and sisters, and so God has given us, He tells us what we wanted, what He wants us to avoid. And really, what I wanted to do today is really talk about that pride and that lust. And God's given us grace and allowed us to really hammer that home, um, to hammer that home this morning. Um, and, and I hope you paid attention, because we talked about the origin of pride and lust. So we talked, we, we learned that it, it'll come in. But today was really about deep diving also into just really the depth of that pride and, and, and the issue of lust. Uh, because God wants us to avoid that. And these are things that we got to be on the lookout. Why? Because these are the two sins that really, really, really come in, especially when our focus, when in the realm of beauty is on the external and is not on, uh, and is not on the things that God wants it to be. Okay. Pride and lust come in very, very easily in that situation. But brothers and sisters, is there an aspect of human beauty? That God is concerned with, and the answer is yes. And this is actually going to be a fascinating study, um, this next part, because we've done we because we talked about human beauty and we talked about um, cosmetic beauty. We talk about all these things, and we've talked about the pitfalls and the snares that you can run into when it comes to that. But many would be surprised. There are aspects. There is an aspect, or some aspects, of human beauty. Amen. That Um, that that God is concerned with. And next week, we'll dive into that um, as we make our way into dealing with the beauty of the Lord.